Welcome to the Sports Gloss with Justin and Jamal. Thursday, June 1st. Welcome to the Sports Gloss. I'm Jamal Cox, and I'm with the man who would never show the Glock on IG, Justin Kelly. Say hi to the people. JC, what's up? I would never be on IG Live anyway, period, ever, ever, like our boy John Moran. I would never be out there. Seems a bit vain, wouldn't you say? Just like a podcast. (laughs) Exactly. But here we are. Here we are. We've got to give the people what we want. Got to get these ideas out into the world and let them grow. Now, when I was making my way down to Little Owl Studios here, at the Cox residence, I had a, a quick back and forth with your wonderful wife, and and she made a, a heartwarming comment to me. She said, "I was listening to your podcast the other night when I was grocery shopping, and it and it felt like I was hanging out with you guys." Feels so wholesome to hear that, doesn't it? Yeah, I loved hearing that. So again, thank you to all the listeners. If you're out grocery shopping and you're listening to the Sports Gloss. Golly, do we appreciate your ear time. Thanks so much. If you're drowning out the sounds of your children while you're making their dinner, thank you so much. Oh, oh. <laughs> if, <laughs> if you're, oh, I got some screaming babies in my life right now. If you got one earbud in and you're, you're changing a diaper, I've done it. Did it on the weekend. <laughs> Bless your heart. Thanks you're for listening. You're still in diaperville. I forgot about that. Oh, God dude. damn. I'm in the thank you for your service. Ugh. We just had Memorial Day in the U.S. Thank you for your service. Even though, I'm sorry, I'm corrected. Memorial Day is not thank you for your service. Memorial Day is those that have passed. Thank it's you really for dying. Like, <laughs> yeah, so I'm in, I'm staying corrected. No, th- death is death is seeping into the Kelly household. There's no doubt. <laughs> We're hanging on. I've said it before. I'll say it again. We are hanging on by a thread. Survive in advance. Survive in advance, baby. Anyway, thanks so much for listening, JC. Happy to be here June 1st. Man, it feels like summer. It does feel like summer. We got a couple of things kicking off in town that really are just kind of things that are synonymous with summer. And one of those is the uh, the Harbor Cats. They're back. Our local, our summer league baseball team, our our college sort of college player baseball team plays a couple minutes again here from the Cox Residence and Little Al Studios. Cool little summer vibe. If you're listening in the United States, sort of the equivalent of like the Cape Cod League or the Alaskan League. These are guys who play at playing at big Div One programs. They're looking for a team in the summer. This league has teams all over Washington State, Oregon, British Columbia, maybe a couple in Idaho. Some some sort of track like that. But these kids play every night. They, I think they only get like two or three days off the whole season. They play like 42 games. Wow. Really good baseball. Really good baseball. Our little town and our little team, the Harbor Cats here, get great crowds. I think they've led their league in attendance like three of the last four years. Nice. Great little vibrancy to the evening. Um, place is packed. It's good ball. Like really, really enjoyable. We need to take uh, we need to take the gloss to a Harbor Cats game sooner than later just to really get the summer juices flowing. I would like to. Uh, one pet peeve or grievance, and that is I saw that it's about $16 per kid to get in the door. For a kid? 16 a kid? That's what I saw. That's about two tickets to an Oakland A's game these days. Good point. So it Good. was a bit a Many bit more people at the Victoria Harbor Cats than the Oakland A's. <laughs> Tougher ticket. I guess that's why it's 16 bucks. I mean, maybe that's the case. It is a smaller arena, but our smaller uh, stadium, 
But all that being said, I agree. Let's go check it out sometimes. They're starting off with the series with Kamloops this weekend, so we'll see what they can get done. What's the Kamloops mascot? Do you know? Ooh. The Loopers or something? The Loops, yeah. It's like the Toucan Loops. Sam. It's Toucan, Toucan Sam. I, know, I saw one of my favorite names. Uh, their next, uh, 5th, 6th, and 7th of June, their next series yeah. is against what I think is a wonderful, wonderful game against the Walla Walla Sweets. The Walla Walla Sweets. S-W-E-E-T-S? Yeah, in reference to the onion. Oh, I had no clue. Do you get? I, I know Walla Walla is a place in Washington State, but I and did not Walla know And in Walla Walla, they're their known. They're really well known. They grow. The land there produces that rich agricultural land in that section of Washington State grows the sweetest, the sweetest onion that you've ever had. That's why they're called the Walla Walla Sweets. It's like the um, most fragrant fart. <laughs> sweetest onion. I guess. Yeah, okay. I'm with you now. Yeah. Sorry. It's, it's just um, like a, that it's an oxymoronic thing, but I guess you can have a sweet onion. Do people just bite into onions? Can in just... Walla Walla they eat onions like apples. Because they because This is fascinating. Because the onions are so sweet. This is blowing my mind. Now I'm exaggerating probably slightly, but that's what they're known for in Walla Walla. Again, in that area of Washington State, they're they're known for their sweet onions. If if it, when it's onion season, whenever that is, right? Yeah. <laughs> If you want a sweet onion, chances are they're they're usually like they're not a red onion, they're a white onion or a cooking onion, and and it's a sweet. It says and usually the sticker says Walla Walla on it. The Walla Walla sweets. Do what they a have, fucking name? Do they have onions on their hats? Now that is a good question. I feel like there's onions on the jersey. I don't know that, but I feel like there is. Do their opponents feel that they will pummel them immediately when they see that onion coming through the door? I don't know, man. I don't know. Looking at your onion make me cry. <laughs> the Walla Walla Sweets play the next series. I love that name, the Walla Walla Sweets. That's a good and one. I think I'm buying his hat. Walla Walla Sweets hat. I want to see it. Yeah. No. We're going next week. We'll go see the Sweets. Fifth, sixth, or seventh. Little midweek special. Yeah. Tickets are 16 bucks. Beers are probably nine. <laughs> yeah, we got to see what's going on there. Speaking of events uh, to mm-hmm. check out and go to, tomorrow mm-hmm. night you got a plans. Uh, you got plans to go see some basketball locally. Just on the other side of Royal Athletic Park, where the aforementioned Victoria Harbor Cats play at at the the local arena, the Save On Food Center, we've got the Canadian women's national team. Nice playing against the Japanese women's national team on cool. a Friday night, June two. That could be fun. Yeah, for sure. It's a great opportunity for the community to see these high level athletes playing. Playing, we don't get that caliber of a game i think typically in in town so it's great so there has been a movement the sort of organizing committee is called we the west fest now this is the same group of people that put together the fiba men's olympic qualifying a few years ago that was interrupted by covid then came through and then they did that sort of um sort of abbreviated version of the tournament where you know there was only like 500 people in the building and that sort of thing. And then they've held a couple other events through that same We The West Fest. They have the, some connections with Canada Basketball. They have some connections with the Raptors. That's uh, through that same organizing committee. That's why the Toronto Raptors have done their training camp twice now at UVic. That's cool. It's through that same organizing committee and some of the connections that that committee has. So, again, another cool elite-level showcase and event here in sweet little Victoria. So, yes, I'll be there tomorrow night with my two eldest kids, and I'm um, looking forward to it. Looking, I think it's going to be great. I don't, I don't know anything about the Japanese national team. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know who the leading scorer is? I don't know, and I don't care. Um, 
but I think it's going to be a hoot. I think it's going to be actually just to go back. I, re- I remember watching the Canadian men's national team play here. Uh, what was that? Four years ago, JC, I saw a young, I saw a young Rowan Barrett's son plays for the Knicks. J- RJ. RJ yeah. played for the Canadian men's national team when he was like just out of high school at the time. So they, nice. that's what I mean. There's been this history of this connective tissue between Canada basketball, the Raptors, and this We the West Fest and this organizing committee. And and credit for them for pulling these cool big events that could be anywhere in the country, right? It could be in Mississauga tomorrow night. It could be in Calgary, but it's here on the southern tip of Vancouver Island. That's really cool. I remember seeing RJ. He's a lefty, and we... Love lefty. I remember seeing him kind of coming up and how he was highly touted and um, had no clue about him. And, and then just saw him playing. I think he... He just killed the the U.S. team in one of the games I saw. He was, so. he was balling, and at the time, remember when he was coming out of high school, out of that prep program. I mean, he was. I mean, he was the number one player in the nation. He yep. was the talk of the town. Yeah. I mean, he was actually the talk of North America in, in prep basketball circles. He, was, he yeah. was something else, right? He was something else. And where did um, where did R.J. Barrett go to play college? Where did he play his college basketball? I have no clue. I'm spacing. He played I, at Duke. He did. He played at Duke. I was thinking it was Northeast. I think I was conflating him. I was going to say like Syracuse. And I was like, no. Then I was like, Connecticut, no. But I I didn't realize he played at Duke. One year? One year at Duke. Nice. That's right. So then there's a young woman that was we talked about a while ago who played in the Canadian BioSteel game. So this isn't really, if we're being honest, full disclosure, this isn't really Canada's best women's national team. Yeah. There's no key and nurse. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's a few other women playing in the WNBA. None of those people are playing in this game, right? None yeah, of those WNBA has already started their season. They're not coming out of it, right. right? Yeah. So actually, similar to the Harbor Cats, this would, this is sort of like, I wouldn't say it's Canada's B team, but there's, there's college players or the best college players that Canada has to offer. I think maybe some women who play pro in other leagues that maybe haven't been picked up by the WNBA yet. Nice. There's some of those people. Okay. So. It's not Canada's B team, but it's not exactly their A team. Uh, piggybacking Duke, so there's a young woman who we saw in um, in the Canadian Biosteel game who's been dunking all over the place mm. on Instagram. Her name is Toby Fournier, and she just committed to Duke like earlier this week, right? Nice. She's she's sort of Canada's preeminent young women basketball player, female basketball player, and she's committed to Duke just earlier this week. So she's playing in this game. A couple pods ago, I mentioned Delaney Gibb, who I have a friend playing against, Delaney Gibb. So she's a high schooler, Yeah, but that's how fucking good she is. She's playing in this game, Delaney Gibb. Oh, wow. So we've been talking a lot of Delaney Gibb in my house as I'm trying to year, rear my eldest into a young hooper. And so, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to watching her play. And probably the biggest name if you watched the ncaa women's tournament last year you saw some of the games on cbs during the year like i did a uh, young woman who plays for yukon yeah. gino oriama and the yukon huskies you know sort of the the preeminent program in women's college hoops there's a young woman by the name of Aliyah edwards tall she plays the four the five she often has, often has yellow braids that sort of makes her jump off the screen nice really good player she's playing tomorrow night for canada she i would say she's sort of the headliner she would be the sort of the star okay i'll be watching her intently just checking out her footwork that's awesome yeah drew timmy-esque her footwork so yeah looking forward to taking my kids to that tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow night a couple of popcorns couple of laps you know i'll tell them like hey once in a while daddy plays hockey in this barn Oh, are there this many people here to watch watch you play <laughs> hockey, Daddy? 
No, there's usually none. <laughs> Sometimes one if someone on the team's got a new girlfriend. <laughs> Uh, uh, our, our local rink holds, I think it's 8,700, so we'll see what attendance is tomorrow night. Save on, yeah. be nice if there is, I don't know, 5,000 people would be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see what we'll see what happens. Again, the Harbor Cats are playing full summer vibes here on the West Coast, so you never know. People out camping and stuff, but I'm hoping they get a decent turnout tomorrow night. Yeah, we'd want to have a good showing. Future events will we'll follow, hopefully. Um, love what we the West are doing, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's a great opportunity. Um, as well, just talking about women's basketball, taking your, your kids. We had our last little Tuesday run with the kids um, this past Tuesday. It was a lot of fun. And one thing I took away from that that was really cool was you were coaching them up, doing your thing. And my youngest and your middle kid were just grinding. Yeah. Nico said to me before we left the house and we we're going to basketball, he's like, I want to make three shots today. Hell yeah. He's six years old. He's small. He's a little lefty. It's he's- a long way up. It's a long way up. Even with the lowered hoops, they're probably around eight feet. Yeah, we love. A I'd lefty. say. Yeah, and um, he's got this little like Raptors size three ball that's kind of comical, but it actually works, and he stays motivated. But he made twelve shots throughout the night. Heck yeah! And there was one point where I came over, and him and Layla were just sitting there like shooting two footers, dedicated. They'd miss, unfazed, just kept. Getting them up. Getting shots up like Carmelo. Yep. Just <laughs> lots of FGAs. Nice. Nice. Yeah. They seem to be the only two interested in putting in a little work. <laughs> Everyone else was in like, you know, like summer freak out mode. Like I couldn't, Playing get, tag and I, shit. I couldn't get anyone's attention. Like everyone yeah. was kind of just bugging out. But Layla and Nico had had the juice. They were ready to put in, put in some time, grind a little bit. Yeah. Two of the youngest ones there. So it was yeah. really cool because... For me, I, I think for you as well, it was organic. Like, I wasn't, like, sitting there. I came over and did a little rebounding for them for a minute. But um, it was just really cool. They were dedicated. And, and when they reached a little milestone, oh, I've got, I made five shots mm-hmm. tonight. They come over. They could just see the glee. And then they just it's went wonderful. back. And it's wonderful. Well, it was yeah, really Layla, cool. Layla said some of the same things. Like, she's like, oh, daddy, I made five shots or whatever the number was. I can't remember. And she was she was so proud of herself. It's the best. That's the best. She's a, she was, I was watching her too. She's like silent and just laser focused. Yeah. She was, was playing cool. some defense too. She was playing some oh, was I mean, she? she didn't really know what she was doing, but she was trying. <laughs> hey, that's all it is. Some that's guys in the NBA like James Harden don't even try. That's right. And some of the kids on Tuesday night don't even try. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. And you were grilling afterwards too. You were playing a little host duties. I just wanted to give you a shout out for that. Like you were entertaining people off the back of the truck, just uh, slinging dogs. Listen, we had Coach Natalie's birthday. Natalie's on pod episode. What, what number was she? We're on episode 15. We are. I think she was on four. No, no not that long. Eight. 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 Probably eight. Check the records. Anyway, it was Coach Apologies. Natalie's birthday. Uh, so that was very fun. So we had a little bit of uh, some cupcakes and sort of some birthday reverence for her, which was neat. And then, yeah, man, I mean, I'll fucking tailgate anywhere. I stand <laughs> by that. I know you will. I'll stand by that. So, yeah, I just sort of thought oh, it's our last it's our last Tuesday night hoops. Let's grill some dogs. Let's grill some veggie dogs. Let's have some cupcakes. Let's let the kids run around the field. And just kind of enjoy. It's been a successful run of Tuesday nights here for our crew, and um, nothing sort of says says a quality season like a little wrap up with a with a couple of hot dogs and a bubbly water. 
No, it was good. It was really good vibes. Just hanging out, golden hour, sunset was approaching. Everybody was uh, enjoying a good time there. I bailed out a little bit quickly. You offered me a dog, but I said no because I've been on this new dietary wait, regimen. Wait, wait, wait. We got to talk about that. Yeah. I offered you a dog. Yeah. And you said no. And I'm not a big hot dog guy. I don't really do hot dogs. I mean, I might. I probably have an average of three hot dogs a year. That's good. You keep those nitrates down. Keep the nitrates down. I say to you, I say to you, is um, if I'm sweating in the kitchen there on the on the tailgate of my truck, uh, shout out to Jay for bringing the grill. Yep. Shout out to our friend Jay Z for bringing the grill. Um, I say, do you want a dog? You look at me and you say, I think I have this right. And in the moment, I didn't know if you were joking or like <laughs> serious or fucking with me. I wasn't sure. You said, no, I'm going to go home and eat my lentils. Lentils. Boom. <laughs> Sexy. Yeah. You said no to the dog. You said no to the dog. I'm going home to eat my lentils is what you put back in my face. And I just... Didn't know what to say. I just kind of looked at you and just went back to my grill and rotated the dogs. Yeah, man. I know that caught you off guard. I was 100 on that too, though. I had some I you were. red curry uh, you were. lentils and rice. Sure, sure. But a hot me. dog's not going to spoil your appetite. No, nah, I, I know it's a slippery slope for me. I eat one dog. Next thing I know, shirt's off. About four dogs in. <laughs> Things are getting wacky. No, jokes aside, I just knew that I'd, I didn't want to uh, it, infringe upon my appetite, even though I didn't want to insult your offer. Yeah. But I'd just been on this, this kick. I did. I apologize. <laughs> no, no. I admire your healthy outlook. and. Uh... <laughs> yeah, man. I was camping last week at the Authentics, and I started just picked up the Djokovic book called Serve to Win, and he's just basically talking about how he reformed his diet and some of the restrictions he had prior he to doing out? that what's the joker cut out gluten dairy reduced tomato Refined sugars tomatoes yeah tomatoes still well, the funny thing is his uh his family is famous for their pizza they have a pizza chain donkey cheese pizza <laughs> it's a delight oh man i think one of their spots is called novak Literally, it's Novak. Just his name. He's talking about vanity earlier. Hmm. But um, yeah, he so he grew up just eating just margaritas all the time, just pizza, hmm. pizza, pizza. And I guess he developed some allergies to those things, gluten, uh, cheese, mm-hmm. and tomato. He still eats some, but it, it's uh, it's monitored. So anyway, just reading about all these things, and I fucking bought, I bought it, man. I was just like sitting there. I was like, you know what? I feel heavy. I feel bloated often. What could I cut out? I say this on the back of a camping weekend why I ate probably, I don't know, 16 Oreos, yeah. something ridiculous like that. And yeah. I was just feeling real whale-ish. And I just thought it's time to, to rain this clean shit it up. in. It, it's life's about balance, right? Let's clean it up. Yeah. You sent me that picture when you were out there at Authentics last weekend. I saw a nice looking bag of Ruffles all dressed. You hey, can't get those hey, in America. Hey, now. I know you can't get those in America. That's a Canadian thing and a, tr- a real treat. I got wrist deep in those. I bet you did. I think you got elbow deep in those. <laughs> it's a big bag. <laughs> But all it, was, those, it was a big bag. Yeah, it was those, a big bag. That's why I said the elbow. All those GMOs and all those sweets and treats, they uh, they, they so how long depleted are you my it, resources. So how long are you keeping it clean for? We don't need to belabor the point, but you're just cleaning it up for a while? Just clean up for a while. I like the feeling I've had sleeping better, feeling agile on the tennis court, on the basketball court. Hey, no. Mine's clear. Nasal's clear, too. Hmm. Yeah, so just all these things. And it's not cut all of it. It's not an absolute, but I've cut back. 
I have a penchant for a nice little 9 p.m. snack, a little mm-hmm. sweet tooth, if you will. Sure. So this week, I've just honestly just gone into the cupboard and had a fucking staring contest mm. and then walked away. Just staring at you it. You take that sweet, that sweet urge into the crisper and get yourself a nice apple or a pear. You know Does what that I scratch did? the itch enough in a on a clean clean week living? I've been doing carrots and hummus. Carrots and hummus. Just that late night carrot. He turned down a hot dog, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just fucking with you. Good for you, man. Good on you. I need uh, you're motivating me. I gotta clean up. I gotta clean it up too. All bets are off the weekends, though. Well, you know. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Life's about balance. Life is about balance. And speaking about balance. Mm. Do you want to get to Q&A with J&J? I do. You've got the sponsor? Yeah, Q&A with J&J brought to you by Karens. They are among us. Victoria, BC, I saw a stat the other day, leads the country in Karens per capita. I was just going to say, I don't think there's any here. (laughs) Sarcasm. No. They're they're everywhere, though. They're everywhere. I've just had some Karen moments lately, just reading the paper. Just oh, the, don't do that. Just the entitlement. Don't do just that. Just the NIMBY. Who can't build this here? So, Karens, thank you for your service. Stay strong. Stay strong. Stay consistent. Fight the terrible fight that no one wants to hear. Yeah. And just keep on clogging those airwaves. Thank you, Karens. So, Q&A with J&J. My, by the way, my stepmother, who I love deeply, her name's Karen, and ever since this sort of Karen language got on the scene, Ooh, she is not... Sketch a lot of strays. Yeah, and she's not a Karen, you know, but she's a Karen. Yeah. <laughs> and she's not... Yeah. It's been a whole thing that she doesn't quite grasp, and she's like, why is it Karens? Well, Karens and Chad's been getting drive-bys for Chad's years now. Chad's deserve it. Chad's deserve it. <laughs> but you know what? I... I sent you a text the other day. This is relevant to the Q and A, uh-huh. and I saw this guy. I keep seeing him around town. It's an older, it's an older gentleman. Yeah. And every time I've seen him, he's been wearing a Ryan Miller Buffalo Sabres sweater. <sighs> I love that. No matter how warm, he was wearing it with shorts one day. Yeah. I went to go play some uh, lottery tickets. He was at the at the uh, at the mall one day. He was just like trekking down the street. And I keep seeing this, and I I sent you a picture, and then we had this conversation. And the question is, can grown men wear jerseys? That is a very, very important question. Very important question. Um, That's something I battle with. Do you? Yeah, it's summertime. You know, I like to air it out a little bit. But my partner's always giving me shit saying that I look like a little bit too North Island when I throw on my... My rusted out Sea Web number four Michigan jersey. Like you can't wear that to a barbecue. <laughs> you look like you're you look like you're from Port Hardy. What's wrong with being from Port Hardy? Well, yeah, I'm just saying their their maybe their fashion sense is what mine is and not that great. So I catch a little blowback on that. Gotcha. So I would like, you know, I'm always want maybe a nice, like I said to you the other day, I was looking at this this sort of vintage Sean Kemp jersey. I feel like that's a nice play. What's the move with jerseys and being 40 plus? Can you wear can you wear a jersey? I think you can wear a jersey there, but there's stipulations. There's levels to this shit. There is levels to this shit. Go on. I've got some thoughts on this. Do you feel that it has to be a jersey of someone? that is still playing or someone that can be retired like depend is, is there a, like a level yes. to it where it's like your age yes. plays a factor like your idols 
I'm not wearing a jersey. This is me, my preference. Yeah. I'm not wearing a jersey of someone younger than me. I'm not doing it. Your pool is getting quite, <laughs> quite small. <laughs> That's right. But I'm not wearing a jersey of anyone younger than me. Okay. You won't you won't see me in an aforementioned for a couple of reasons, but you won't see me in a John Moran jersey or a, or um a Jimmy Butler jersey. You, you will not. I'm not wearing a jersey of someone younger than me. That's a hard fast rule. It's not happening. So I guess I got to take this Tyler Hero jersey back ahead for your late birthday gift. <laughs> send send it to Natalie Portman cuz I ain't wearing it. <laughs> no, that's 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 just my opinion. I mean, teach their own. That's sort of where I stand on it. Your thoughts? It's tricky because I do fanboy out on some things. You know, I I'm, I wear all the Rafa gear. I've got mm-hmm. the Alcaraz shirt. I've got a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. I don't have any jerseys of, like, I'm kind of similar to you, but kind of more by default. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with me, and this is a whole other conversation, but with me it got to a point where I got a little bit nervous about buying a jersey of someone that is still playing because what if that KD Warriors jersey morphs into a Nets jersey and then morphs into a Suns jersey and then morphs into a, you know, Like you would keep buying jerseys? No, I don't want to be the guy that has like the... uh, The collection of jerseys? The LeBron Heat jersey. Yeah. I think that's why you got to go, if you're of a certain vintage, if you're a younger person listening to this, then, you know, jersey shop and wear till your till your bag's full. But I don't think I can, I don't think I can do anyone younger, mm-hmm. wear anyone younger than me. And I'm, I'm probably being more selective as I get older and wiser and more mature now that I'm in my 41st year of life. <laughs> no, I feel you. It's, it's, it's polarizing in it some, is. some camps. It is. I mean, I love the the diehards, the hardos that are like, I don't fucking care, and I'm just yeah. gonna get this Josh Allen jersey and uh, go in my backyard and and yeah. do wrestling things. But yeah, I, it's I don't know, man. It's tough. It's it is tough. tough. Cause, it's a, it's cause a tricky one. There's loopholes. There's loopholes. Now it also depends what you're doing. If I'm coming out, if I'm coming over here for your party tomorrow night, which yeah. I'm not because I'm going to the basketball game. But if I'm if I'm coming over here and I'm you know, like, is it appropriate for that? If I if we're going to the Beagle to watch a game, sure. Can I wear Can I wear the Whitecaps jersey I picked up? You know what I mean? Like, there's there's uh, <laughs> everything's dropped, fine. We dropped a monitor. Like, you know what I mean? And there's it's it is a little bit situational. Yeah, it is situational. Here's a question for you. Go on. If you had to buy a jersey of a current player, current NBA player, if who's, you had who's, to, Udonis Haslam. <laughs> He's the only one older than me. They're in the finals. UD? UD. Okay, so you're really sticking to your guns. I'm not I'm not wearing a jersey any younger than me. I would go Steph. My kids have Steph jerseys. Sure, sure. Great choice. I think he's a one one team guy, which we'll see and we can talk about a little bit later. That's another buy- qualifying thing for me. I want somebody, like yeah. I said, that's gonna be oh, he's a lifer, like your your bird jersey, your Jordan sure, jersey. Sure. I, I might buy a Steph jersey and put it up in my in my man cave or my garage or my chill zone on the wall. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I don't think at this point in my life, again, just my opinion, I don't think at this point in my life I can have someone else's last name across my back <laughs> at 40. Okay. I don't think I can. That's All right. Just where, that's Is just 40 where, the cutoff? I think 40 is the cutoff. That's why wow. I wanted the Sean Kemp jersey. To all you Peter Pans out there. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's I think that's where I'm at with the JC. Yeah, I'm sticking to that. 
Sean Kim 40 is good. It, like it, it ticks a lot of those boxes you're talking about. When we, you know, when we were in or when we get to hockey season and I see like 50-year-old cats with a Elias Pettersson Vancouver Canucks jersey. Yeah. I think to myself, hmm, are you sure? Are you sure, Rick? Are you sure about that? But again, different strokes for different folks. I'm not really shitting on Rick. I'm just saying that's my opinion. Nah, I dig, I dig it. And you know what? Sean Kemp could probably use the residuals these days. Sean Kemp needs some help. Sean Kemp is in the is in the clink. <laughs> Let's take a break. Let's take a break. NBA segment in the nether regions of the podcast world. It's J&J talking NBA on the Sports Gloss. Let's create the context for what happened tonight. The first game of the NBA Finals. Nuggets v. Heat. The Nuggets won tonight. We'll get there in a second, but let's let's rewind a little bit. <laughs> yep. Let's go back to game six, that wild ending, and the things that happened that night. What did, you were camping. I know you saw it a little bit later. Maybe you saw it live at the time. Tell me your thoughts as you watched the end of Game Six, Boston versus Miami unfurl. It was wild because I thought, okay, how is Miami going to get out of this? I was already thinking weird game. At one point, prior to the Jimmy uh, Jimmy Butler free throws, I was thinking, ah oh, man, Miami's going to blow this. We're going back to Boston home court. Yep. yep. Boston's going to take care of business. This is crazy. This is we're going to write history. Write history here. It's never been done. Team down 3-0, coming back four straight games. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler gets fouled in the corner. Just the hitting the three free throws blew my mind because that's difficult. It's yes. so difficult cuz yes. I was just thinking like, okay, he's going to miss one. He'll miss the first or the middle. Mm-hmm. He'll make the last. Mm-hmm. And he made all three of them easy. So when he did that, I was like, okay, fate is with the heat. Yes. And then they put a little bit of time back on the clock, which I was like, okay, whatever. It doesn't really matter. I was like, they're probably going to do something stupid and Smart's going to shoot it. Smart gets off a good look. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I thought the game was over. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the putback. I was celebrating. I was watching it on the phone, yep. and I thought, oh, this is done. Exactly, yeah. I was actually yep. celebrating. I'm sorry, Boston fans. Mm-hmm. But because it was such a cra- like, crazy ending. And then? And then saw the replay. Derek White, hero. Derek White game. It was wild. We're going back to Boston. I'm thinking Boston's got this locked up. Yeah, that was a crazy series sequence there. It was. It was one of the crazier ones I've seen, especially with this high of stakes. It's just wild. It's like kind of Kawhi hitting the the shot against Philly yes. years ago. That's yeah. that kind of level, you know? I jumped into that game late. Actually, you know who I watched the end of that game? I think I can say this. You know who I watched the end of that game with? Who? Huh. Natalie's dad. Hey, hey, Natalie's dad, who we heard a little bit about before. Watch the end. Of, watch the end of the game with him. It was lovely. What a nice guy. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Nice little. Yeah, moment. it was a nice little tie in there. A yeah, little, nice little tie in there. Yeah. So we watched into that game, and um, yeah, it was what a yeah, like I said, what a sequence of events. He couldn't, you know, he couldn't believe it when Derek White put it back in. Yeah, it was top top. I mean, just the he, I think, inbounded the ball. And just to have that IQ to get to the basket. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, Tatum was there, too, if yeah, it had gone the other way. I don't cool. know if they drew it up that way, but it was, it was brilliant. Yeah. Okay, let's go to game seven. 
getting Boston laid an egg. But you know what? At home. At home. My, my boy Jalen Brown, eight turnovers. Before we get to that, okay. I was watching the game, like 25 seconds, 26 seconds in, and Tatum turned his ankle, ankle, and I thought, this is a bad omen. Is it ever? He looked like he was in pain, and that... It Do you affected, think it, it affected the game? him? It affected him. Yeah, I think it was it was bad. Jalen was bad. Bad, my guy, Jalen. Eight turnovers in a game seven. Golly, I've been saying it for a couple weeks. I just the guy's an amazing athlete. He's a good basketball player. Obviously, he's you know thirteen All NBA. But like, there's some things he's got to clean up. These turnovers, some of these decisions, he can't. How can you? Okay, he, okay hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He needs to improve the dribbling, man. Let's hold on. I agree. I agree. You know, you feet. know, we talked about this on the last app. I, I would take Jalen over Tatum. That's how I feel. Boy, was I feeling the heat when I was watching the end of that game, and he just kept turning the ball over, especially in clutch time when they were when they were pushing. They were kind of making a little bit of a push. Basketball's a game of runs, and they were having they were having a little run. They had a little bit of momentum. They had the mo, and he had some just absolutely crushing tos just crushing tos now he's third team all nba yep right yep so if you're the celtics put on your general manager hat which you will soon because we're going to get a cebl team here in victoria the sports class is going to buy a cebl team <laughs> that we're going to get in the canadian basketball league Love that's it. an aside would you he made third team all nba he's due a super max jalen brown is due a super max do you give him that supermax and ride Tatum and Brown out a little bit longer? They're, you know, they owe him some gargantuan sum. I don't know. It's about of an average of almost sixty million a year for the next five years. It's not your money. You're not writing. The, you're not writing the check, so it doesn't matter. If you're the GM, yeah, would you do that? Me, no. Mm-hmm. They will. He's shopping for seven million dollar condos in Boston right now. Well put. I I can't with him. I guess he's what twenty six ish somewhere like that. Sure, this is his ceiling for me. What do you think? Is this his ceiling? It's a good ceiling, but do you think this is his ceiling? Can he go up anymore to pay him that supermax and justify it? At the risk of sounding like a hypocrite, I'm I'm on the fence about it. I'm on the fence about it. I don't think, I don't think that you can. I mean, I mean the reality is like. People, players, athletes go through cold snaps at bad times. It does happen. You hope that it doesn't. Yeah. You, you can make an argument that to real clutch all-time greats, it doesn't. But people get cold at the wrong time all the time. Is that what happened here? I'm not I'm not quite sure, but I wouldn't be... I, <laughs> yeah, you can tell by my trepidation. I'm lukewarm on the idea, and I am a Jalen Brown honk. Yeah, they will re-sign him. I'm pretty sure, and they'll move some stuff around. I don't know what this team looks like. We can get to that in a moment next year, but I don't know what they look like next year, but they'll re-sign them. They're not going to break up him and Tatum. I don't think so. But if things continue to not you know, end in success, let's say, I think he might be the one that gets traded in a year, two, three. Yeah. But um, they're going to have to pay him, and it's kind of one of these things in the NBA. You're kind of locked, and you need two, three guys on a team. You do, you do, and you're you're right. They're not going to let him walk because they need they need stars. But I'd the chemistry his. the chemistry was odd in those. And why is why are the Celtics losing games at home so often? Three in the series of the four games at home, they Yikes. lost three of them. Yikes! And they push it. They have this amazing comeback. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the similar vein of the. 
2004 Boston Red Sox when they came back on the yeah. Yankees from 3 0. I don't know if it's 2004. We'll get our stat crew on that. But that, that same kind of crazy turn and shift. And then they get game seven at home. They play all year and they totally wet their pants at home. <laughs> they wet their pants. The look on Bill Simmons' face when they priceless. laid that egg it was priceless. It was priceless. But yeah, they. I don't know. They they live and die by the three, and they died by the three the other day. They couldn't they couldn't buy a three. Al Horford was scared yeah, were, to shoot. Oh yeah, they were stacking bricks up in the first quarter. <laughs> we were talking about the stats the other day, but their their shooting was horrendous. Their three point shooting was horrendous, and that's the NBA now. You got to hit threes, and boy did the Celtics not hit threes. It was fucking ugly. Really quick, do we with this Boston thread as we're doing this post mortem? Do you keep Grant Williams? Sure. Do you keep coach missoula i'm not i agree i maybe not but i think they will i will say in they his said de- today they said they're gonna keep- in his defense i will say he was thrown into a yeah. difficult situation yeah blender yeah, and i know he's not your favorite guy he needs to work on his pressers apparently in your opinion well, you I think he, no, 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 no. I think he he struck me. If if anyone out there and you saw the clips of the Boston Celtics coach Joe Mazzulla who played at West Virginia, if you saw him after the game, to me he came off he came off immature. Okay. He came off rude. He came off unprofessional. Okay. He came off like a chicken shit to me. If I'm being Oof. honest, all right. If I'm being honest, okay. You got to answer the questions, you guys. I know you're hot. You lost it. It comes with the territory. You're playing in a big game, big market. People are putting microphones in your face. They're going to ask you the question. You got to give more than a three-word answer. I didn't think... I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I know you're pissed off. I get it. Yeah. You don't want, you don't want to talk. It's it's tough, but you got to face the music. You got to face the music. You also lost, right? You're going to yeah. do the crime. You got to do the time. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of emotions happening at that point. He's an intense dude. It's kind of on par with like a lot of his his pressers in general. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I get where you're saying. Need a little bit more. You don't have to. You don't have to go Greg Popovich, but you got to talk. You got to speak a little <laughs> bit more eloquently. Then we tried hard and we lost. <laughs> Which is about all he said. I mean, it's like a hockey interview. This guy's never give you shit. No. Yeah, those are the hockey worst. players would say more words, but say the same Less. amount of say less. Yeah, like the same amount of intrigue. Oh yeah, the yeah. substance. Yeah, percentage. same amount of substance. Thank the you. The ratio is, yeah. is is small. Yeah. So we let's we talked about Boston. Let's give uh, Miami their flowers. They beat a one seed. They beat a two seed. They beat a five seed. They get through it. Yeah. Jimmy buckets gets the uh, MVP for Eastern Conference Finals. I thought it should have gone to Caleb Martin. You Big did. shot, Caleb. Yeah. But hey. They're happy to get to where they got to. Yes. They played tonight, played Denver. They lost. They went down. Score was, I can't find it, but they, they lost. I think it was like 10 or so. And Denver was dominant throughout. I watched a bit of that game. Nine, 104, 93, 93 for the nuts. 11. Yeah. Did I say if, nine? Oh, you said nine, but it's all good. Yeah, I think 11. The, if It was 11, but it felt like 20. You know, yeah, no, twenty-two. Stay with my like cliche. That it's just like I was watching this game. I was talking to you about it before the game. Jokic walking triple double. Got it. I think he had whatever like twenty-seven, ten, and fourteen or something like that. Not a bad night. They didn't have an answer for him really. Miami made a run early fourth. I think they maybe cut it into single digits. Kyle Lowry actually balled out, Kyle and Lowry so did Bam. Well. Bam was the leading scorer for them, and he was in the twenties, mid twenties. 
twenty six. Twenty six. Cheers. But the um, Jimmy didn't do as much as he usually does. Gabe Vincent, I felt like was trying to do a little too much when I saw him, and I just don't think they have the answer. I think they're gonna push them. It might be a five or six game series, but like I said, let the coronation begin. Mm. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Do you have any? I didn't see much of the game tonight. I was at a at a track meet, a real peppy elementary school track meet. What a hoot that was! So I only saw like the last seven minutes or so, eight, yeah, seven or eight minutes. The little bit that I saw. Jokic was was balling out. He hit a couple of nice threes. Uh, you know, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray had twenty six tonight. Like, yeah, he, he did. He the played job. really well. Kitchener's Jamal Murray played really well. That seemed that pre- seemed pretty sound. Well, you and I were talking on the phone today about Aaron Gordon. He had a good game. Michael Porter Shooter hmm. got a few up. He, yeah, he, five for sixteen. That sounds like his volume level. <laughs> volume shooter. Volume shooter. No conscience. Yeah. So. I mean that it all makes sense. It's a feel mode game, as you said. Yeah. So I like to see vintage Kyle come out and his great base come out and play well in the finals. We'll see what happens here. I think you know some of the brassy analysts out there, Nick Wright, Reggie Miller, are picking the Heat. I think just to be a little oppositional, and I respect that. But I mean, we've been kind of rolling with the Nugs here on the Sports Gloss for a while, and I'm yeah. that's still where I'm sitting. I got three numbers for you. Some stats that I think really tell the tale from Miami offensively tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay. They were 33% from three. Okay. Boston series, they were 43% from three. Okay. That's a huge difference you're missing out on right there. The other stat is actually a record. We had an NBA record tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Miami shot two free throws two fts get to the rim draw some <laughs> fouls get in the lane bang some bodies i mean that's like basketball 101 when they ain't going down get to the lane get to the line go and get to the lane and get to the line early get yeah. inside early in the game get to the rack take the fouls get to get in your rhythm get your juices flowing i remember playing if i was struggling shooting the rock from the outside I'm going to the I'm going to the rim and I'm seeking contact. I want to run into the center. I want to put my elbow right in his chest. Yeah. I want I want to miss or make the layup doesn't matter, but I want that contact. I want that I want that urgency. Get get your game going. Get the juices flowing to use a phrase I've overused already, but that's the key to it. And they just didn't do that. Two free throws for the whole game. This is egregious. I, I can't even I can't even remember watching, listening or even seeing the stat line on a game that only had two free throws in any situation, any league ever. And a team as physical as Miami, that just speaks to, I don't know, tired legs, something's going on there. So I don't expect them to repeat that throughout, but that really stood out. And just to kind of piggyback on you and my playing experience too, is my dad always said two things you got to do early on. Those two things are defense, go hard, and kind of find where that line is, where that ref's going to call a foul. Sure. sure. Is he going to call a touch mm-hmm. foul for mm-hmm. hand uh-huh. checking? Yeah. Is he like, if you box out, if you go over the back, whatever it is, just see where that line is. Yeah. Make the refs work and figure it out. And the other thing work, was, work, 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 work. The other thing is, like you said, drive to the lane, see where the, like, if you're getting contact. This is this is what they're gonna call tonight. This is, isn't what they're gonna call tonight. Yeah. Same thing. Sometimes taking a charge. Sometimes too. Sure. You gotta feel those things Never out. Never took a charge, but yeah. <laughs> My dad always said if you if you didn't get at least one foul in a game, you weren't playing hard defense. Agreed. 
So I agree, I agree with Milt. Yeah, thanks. Yes. Um, your 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 X factor, one of the keys to the series, though, your guy, your your finals crush, your early round crush was, mm. was Booker. Yeah, man. Right now, your guy Caleb Martin. What do he have tonight? I don't know. <laughs> he had three. Three? Yeah. Dang. And he averaged like twenty in the last series, roughly. Yeah, yeah, he did. He had three tonight. Yeah. I mean, maybe the moment got to him a little bit. Maybe the altitude got to him. Maybe they just deed him up. I think probably too much time to think about it. Yeah. Right? They've had this little layoff. Everyone's given him his props and his flowers, which he certainly deserves. And yeah. he's probably just sitting there thinking too long. I bet you he bounce back, bounces back in the next game. We can't over understate, I should say, the emotional roller coaster has got to be to go from a game seven to like this juggernaut lying in wait in their arena. Everybody's jazzed up playing mm-hmm. it. I keep saying it because I really do think it has an impact. Playing at altitude after you've been playing probably at sea level in Boston the other day. And I don't even know if they went back to Miami. You know, there's a lot of things there. That emo- emotional roller coaster is the first time for a lot of these guys to be on this big of a stage. And maybe they got got to Caleb, possibly. But next, let's see if Thursday tonight, next game is Sunday. Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> you and me are like ships in the night with these games, but... I think they got two nights off, which I was, is weird. I was saying that I was hopeful it was Saturday. Like, <laughs> I wish I it hope was. It's I wish it was. It's a better, a better uh, is that thing an after- for me. Is to- that an afternoon game, Pacific? Do you know? Do we have that? I think it's probably going to roll out of another 5.30. Fuck those East Coasters. Yeah, fuck them if they can't take a joke. Sunday scaries, who cares? Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Get the Bud Lights going. Um, quickly in some other NBA stuff. Yeah? I wanted to say, before we jump to the other NBA stuff, really quickly... Casual fan. I've heard a lot of talk about the casual fan not wanting to watch this. Denver, you got Russell Wilson and Sean Payton in the crowd tonight. It's not like having Kim Kardashian. No Sierra tonight. No Sierra. No Sierra. The Sierra watch will continue while we're in Denver. <laughs> well, at the ball he's been doing a lot of boys trips to these, these games courtside. Are you smelling a little uh, marriage discomfort? <laughs> no, I think just she's got better places to be than a drunken Denver Thursday huh. night. Huh. I don't know. I think it's fine. But... All that being said, I don't buy this. I feel like mm-hmm. this is a dream. Like, yes, they're not big markets, but these two teams contrasting styles. My, uh, excuse me, Denver's been number one in the league consistently throughout the year. Miami, Cinderella, eight seed play in. This is fun. I don't. This is fun. It's not Lakers Celtics. I don't think many, if anything, is gonna eclipse that potential matchup. But at the same time, I would rather watch Jokic do his thing, Murray do his thing, yeah, Hemi Buckets do his thing, yeah. all these guys. I, f- I think the series, I'm surprised that people are saying that. Like, I've heard the same thing, too, that, that the casual fan wouldn't be into this series because of these two, these two markets and these two teams. I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't understand that. There's lots of interesting players and storylines, and this is the first time the Denver Nuggets in the history of their franchise have ever been in the finals since they, like, yep. merged from the ABA. That's cool. The, and the, the Heat have been there, you know, like seven times since – whatever it is they've been there a lot recently obviously if you think about Shaq and D Wade and that yeah. run some of the other runs they've had so like yeah I don't understand that that, that I, I don't get that I, this seems like something that would bite the sort of casual sports fan the casual basketball fan this is interesting for sure and you alluded to Shaq just now and, and I wanted to also just add another thing here to give Jokic his flowers once again 
I would rather watch Jokic. People were saying, you know, he's not sexy, he's not fun to watch, he's not the most athletic, obviously. I disagree. But I would rather watch him than like a Karl Malone or a Shaq just like grinding, just bludgeoning guys just because they're just physically... Back you down, back you down. Back you down, down. back you down, little yeah. baby hook, dunk, whatever, yeah. free throws tonight. Yeah. Fuck that. I would rather watch Jokic, master at work, he's like a painter out there yeah, in the high yeah, post. Yeah, yeah, yes, I like it, and and also like Jamal Murray is cooking with gas right now. Pardon my, you know, my Canadian, my Canadian Pride root, of Kitchener, yeah, the Pride of Kitchener. But like he's he's the watching those two play as we've talked about before, the way that they work. Like Denver's a fun team to watch. You For throw sure. you throw blind ass Michael Porter shooter in there, <laughs> like it's fun. that's that's fun. Like you don't have to be a hardo basketball fan to enjoy that. I don't think. No, same, I agree. same thing with Miami. <clears throat> we got Jimmy Jimmy Butler, <clears throat> excuse me, driving the bus. Yep. We got the other intangibles. We got Pat Riley and Alonzo Mourning in the stands. Like that's, I, I think that's pretty interesting. Grave look on their face, by the way. Yeah, Alonzo Mourning was. God, I love I love that Alonzo Mourning meme when he's on the bench. He's like, yeah, you know that one? You know the Alonzo Mourning meme? <laughs> no, I oh, don't. Man. Anyway, yeah, they both had Graves look. Pat Riley looks great. Love his hair. Keep it going. JC, again, that's our NBA talk is the best in the business. I stand by it. And I love that, it let's take a break. Let's take a break. Welcome back to the Sports Class with Justin Jamal. Gonna talk a little bit of hockey. As we predicted, Florida and Vegas, a little rendezvous in the finals for the Stanley Cup. JK, who you got? A little Southern special. Yeah, this is where uh, a little Southern sandwich. A lot of Canadians winter these two places. Again, I was at a track meet tonight, and there was a guy in a third jersey, Florida Panthers. A third? A third with the blue, a little baby blue in that third jersey of the Panthers. Name on the back. Didn't, didn't see silent tape. Didn't see the Chucky on the back. I didn't see what was on the back, JC. I just did a double take. How'd sure. you feel about that grown man in a jersey? <laughs> Wouldn't be my choice, but again, teach their own. It looked nice on the young fella there. He wasn't that young. He was an older cat. He, uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm I was giving him the credit that this must be a, a staunch and ardent, long time. Panthers fan here in Victoria. How do you become a Panthers fan? I don't here? know. I don't know. I was just giving him that credit. And like he was like, hey, you made the finals, you know? But maybe he bought the jersey yesterday and he's like, here we go. Fucking finals. <laughs> Bandwagon's got room. Let's hey, go. now. I like palm trees. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe. <laughs> um, Florida v. Vegas. The Knights versus the Panthers. Who you picking? Florida. Yeah, I think so Florida. too. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Why? Miami's having a moment. Yeah, they are. Lots heat. going on. Lots going on in Miami. The U, mm-hmm. basketball team, Heat, mm-hmm. Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that aside, there's a little bit of fate in it, yes, but I think they had some time off. The, the way they got here, who they beat to get here, I think they've, they've got an beat edge. Beat the Bruins, beat the Leafs. Bobrovsky, the goalie's playing out of his mind. Obviously, Walt's son, Matthew Kachuk's playing unbelievably. Sam Bennett, I love watching Sam Bennett play. Plays with with an edge. Plays dirty at times, which I really dig. Yeah, I think that it feels like the Panthers have the juice here. Uh, what do you think about the pregame 
theatrics of what happens in Vegas in the games when the knight comes out and stabs Excalibur in a center ice <laughs> and the fireworks go off. It's Vegas. Vegas, baby. They're 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 going they're going for it. Uh, the second time in five years that the Vegas Golden Knights have made it, yeah, to the the Stanley Cup Finals. You know, lots of people picking them to win. Obviously, one of the better teams. Your boy Jack Eichel looking really good now that he's comfortable in Vegas. Mark Stone playing really well. This hurts though, right? Like this hurts for a, a Canadian hockey fan. This 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 southern this southern sandwich. This hurts my my heart <laughs> a little bit. It is what it is. Like you know, the Oilers didn't have a chance this year. My Canucks didn't have a chance. But yeah, I hope I hope people get excited about this, right? Ta- Tampa Bay, who's won a couple of Stanley Cups in recent memory, to stay in the state of Florida. Have you been to the state of Florida before? When I was seven, I went to Disney World in Orlando, Motown. Yeah, man. I haven't, I haven't been to the state of Florida. Um, this feels like yeah, like I said, this feels uh, apparently the the fan base in Tampa Bay is really ravenous and and it's turning into quite a little hockey town. I don't know, man. I thought it was crazy when Matthew Kachuk left the Calgary Flames to go play in a half-empty building in Sunrise, Florida, even though... No taxes. No taxes, and and uh, a local friend here, Roberto Luongo's, you know, president of Hockey Ops there, so I like to see Lou get a chance at it, but yeah, I feel like I feel like the Panthers have the mo, but I'm sure lots of people feel that way. I think this goes seven games. I'm taking Panthers in seven. I got a little sidebar for you. Go on. You're talking about Kachuk going down there and playing... And we've talked about this, I feel like, maybe not on air, but in the past. You have all these guys, love Canadian guys, love playing for the Kings, love playing for the Ducks, love playing for the Sharks, Coyotes, whoever it is. So you're playing in a smaller situation, you know, not as much in limelight. We've talked about this before. You don't have mics in your face and everything. Like two beat reporters. Would you, if you were in that position, you're a star, like, and it was just like, hey... Things aren't really working out. I can get the bleep out of here and go somewhere else. Would you stick around in Edmonton, Winnipeg, no. Calgary, whatever? No. Or would you no. just go and be like, no, no, no. I'm going to no. go to Dallas no. and just be... No, I'd do it for a while. I'd yeah. do it for a while. But I think there's a reason why less and less players, even Canadian players, want to play in Canadian markets like Vancouver, Edmonton, Toronto, Winnipeg. Yeah, I mean... You can't go out and eat. People are all over you everywhere you go. Your point about income tax is a really good one. It's massive in Canada compared to a state like Florida or Tennessee. Yeah. Right? I think guys play in Canada for a while, and they probably enjoy it for a while, but I think it would grow tiresome after a while because people are always, always in your face. And I think when they leave a situation like that and head down to a, a southern state, I think it's probably like a welcome reprieve. I call my agent. I tell him I want to go somewhere where I can wear sandals with my jeans. <laughs> I want to put on my my Javiandas. God damn, <laughs> I got a block on that. What are they called? Javianas. Thank you. Yeah. Just say it real fast. I can't. And I just have, I, for some reason, I can't hold on to it, Jamal. Javianas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to walk to the rink in my sandals and my flip-flop and you don't stop. And I'm happy with that. <laughs> nobody, ca- nobody cares about the hockey team, but it doesn't matter. I'm living a nice life. Is you can be anonymous it's war- when you're it's lo- warm. Exactly. You can be anonymous when you're losing. You can be a hero when you win. Yeah, exactly. And and now I'm I'm sure around in and around Sunrise, Florida, where the Florida Panthers play, I'm sure the atmosphere will be everyone's jumping on. I'm it's probably a pretty cool scene down there this week. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. 
Speaking of things that are angering Canadians, mm. you want to talk about this Anthony Bass situation? Let's tread lightly here, but I think we should maybe mention it. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays relief pitcher Anthony Bass, um, clearly sort of a sort of a right leaning person, not to get political, but a right leaning person, um, retweets posts some anti LGBTQ LGBTQ plus rhetoric. Yep, on his platforms of of which he has, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers. He's he's playing in Toronto, obviously a pretty wonderful and diverse city, and he catches a ton of blowback. A ton of blowback. To the point where I saw some clips when he got called out of the bullpen the other night, he was booed. Oh yeah. He was booed as he was <laughs> running in from the bullpen to the mound, he was running to the bump. Um, the CN Tower, which sort of overshadows Rogers Center, formerly the Sky Dome, was lit in pride rainbow colors that night when Anthony Bass came in, just to really <laughs> deliver the message. Oh, I love that they went there. Yeah, with they did. I saw somewhere like something like, "Who's ever running the the ops for the CN Tower should be promoted because they're nailing it with that little move." Right. Um, if it was me, I'm I'm not even giving. He was he had a presser. I sent you the clip of the presser, JC. He was apologetic in his pressure presser. Didn't take any questions. Yep. Like your boy Joe Missoula. Didn't take any. <laughs> didn't take any questions. Sort of a prepared statement. But if it's me, I'm sending him to AAA. He can get the fuck out of the majors, right? Like he's yeah. He's a he's it's a HR use, violation. He's a useful player. He's a useful player for them. But you'd like to see the Jays, uh, you know, even if you say, if even they call him back up in a couple of weeks, let him ride the bus and then call him back up, right? There's yeah, that's a big organization in a big big city. Um, you know, there's people within that organization, employees within that or- that organization that that those comments and the things that he posted directly affect and were derogatory towards, and he's got to eat it a little bit on that. For sure, it's like talking about boycotting certain um, businesses that yeah. are supporting the LGBTQ plus uh, community, like yeah. Target, and I think it was like Bud Light, or I can't recall. Yeah, but um, it is one of those things. I mean, you can't. Also, just as a side note, because sports, you know, winning is is unfortunately such a panacea, or like uh, some people say, winning is a great deodorant. He's not playing well. You can't be ugly and mean. Yeah. You can't lose and be a bigot. Yeah. So it's not a good look for him. I think he's like in his mid thirties too. Times ticking. He had this little kerfuffle about a month ago where his wife was on a on a flight and their kids spilt all these crackers, and he tweeted out like a like a comment towards like American Airlines or Alaska saying like, "Hey, my wife, you made my wife clean up all these crackers, and uh, you couldn't help her. She's you know traveling with three kids. You had you made her clean up the crackers. Yeah, it was like he's making some. I mean, this is the reality of the the world we're living in. Like, professional athletes are making social media miscues and have the and have the eyeballs on them that people are kind of calling him out on. And in both cases, he looked like a fool, an absolute fool. Uh, well, hopefully, you know, things get cleaned up. They they make some moves and, and really recognize this. But hate to talk about this stuff, but it's worth bringing up because it is an egregious thing.
You want to you want to go? You want to jump in? You want to jump in to tennis time? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. French oh. Open is in full swing. It is. You right? know, yeah. I've watched some. I've watched some pieces. Uh, for me, as a casual tennis fan, I, I really. I mean, obviously, it's a major. It's got all the the circumstance and excitement around it. But there's someone be, being on that orange clay that kind of makes me happy when it gets on their clothes, when it gets on the players' elbows and knees. There's something about that that clay that I really like. Visually, it it's too. quite appealing. For me, it is special. I think if I had to rank the the Grand Slams, for me, I'd have to go U.S. Open number one just because I've got all kinds of feels and things wrapped in to that mm-hmm. tournament and just how the crowd is. It's the home tournament for the Americans and things like that. And just so many memories over the years watching Sampras, Agassi, sure. you know, all those legends. But this is number two for me. I know a lot of people gravitate towards Wimbledon and the pomp and circumstance. You always yeah, have cool. to wear white and, and the grass and it's unique. But I'm with you. I love just the Terabatu, like just seeing them grinding. Mm-hmm. I've played on clay a few mm-hmm. times. It's difficult. You, it's you, it's a it's chess. It ain't checkers. Sure it is. So all of that definitely makes this special. And the French crowd is. I, I'm gonna get to that in a second. They've been really going hard. Mm-hmm. So that's been another added element that's really amped things up a bit. You know, on Chatrier, like uh, Court Philippe Chatrier, which is the kind of feature court the main court okay there's a quote that says it's translated into english as victory belongs to the most tenacious oh that's good and they come sometimes the camera will pan Taddy to that it. on my butt crack. <laughs> it's a great line i like that victory belongs to the most tenacious yeah it's so it's kind of almost almost kind of like above the press box kind of ring of honor cool. type of a feel Visually, and whenever whereas they... in the U.S. Open, the the line that they have walking in the players' entrance is "pressure is a privilege." Yes, you're right. Which yeah. I love that one too. Yeah. But every time I see that, I get a little chills. And and this week, there's been some really tenacious tennis. It's been awesome. There's so much to cover. I'll try to just get through as much as I can. The the big thing on the men's side, uh, the number two seed, Daniel Medvedev, my favorite octopus. He's out. He's gone. He lost to this kid. Uh, I think he was, you know, Medvedev's number two in the world. The kid he lost to was in like the 170s, I believe. It's a Brazilian kid. His name reads so interestingly. If, uh, English kind of Anglophone would read his name. It's like Tiago um, Saboth Wild. Yeah. But I think the Portuguese is something like Tiago Saboth Village. Mm. And it's just like so interesting to hear him say it. But this kid... He was just banging the hell out of the ball. I feel like Medvedev was a bit tired. I watched. Aren't we all? (laughs) He had won a bunch of uh, clay, and we thought he was going to come around and and was going to be a competitor and and be in the mix, but things didn't go his way. Mm -hmm. As well, Felix went out. Felix releases his his, his logo the day before all of this stuff. And I told you that match with Fanini was going to be tough, and Fanini beat him in straights, and Felix just didn't have an answer. I think. I've talked about this before, but it's time to look around and see if you need to get a replacement for Freddie Fontang as coach or do okay. something a little bit different. Okay. Last year, Felix, he lost to Rafa, who eventually won the tournament. Later in the tournament, I think it was in the quarters or so. So this is a bad showing for him. Okay. A couple other things here. Go on. Gael Monfils. He Monfils? Yeah, he hadn't won a match this year. Well, actually, he played eight matches. He had a daughter. He had some surgery and all this stuff. He's aging. He's in his mid-30s. He 
the match he won this year was due to the player retiring due to injury. So he is basically 0-7 this year. He comes out, he's cramping terribly, mm-hmm. and still finds a way to get it done. I actually shed some tears after the match. What? I was watching this. Come on. I, was, I swear to God. I, I was watching the match. Middle of the day, you're supposed to be working from home. You're crying on the couch. At a t- I saw I was following on the tracker, and I was like, I got to turn this on. It's final. Great. I got That's a text great, from a buddy. I'm not, I'm not even going to give you a And I'm just sitting there watching, and I'm just like, oh, my God. This is such a moment. The cloud, crowd was electric. It was it was awesome. He's just fighting through everything. Like he, He's so expressive and effusive in, in how he's feeling. It just kind of really just pops through the screen. Cool. Everybody in Paris was cheering for him that night. Really cool. What am I, what's going on with my, you know who I like? I love a sinner. <laughs> you love a sinner. And the crowd loves a sinner too. People were cheering for him for five and a half hours today. Whoa. Five and a half, five Whoa. hours and 26 minutes. He was on court today and he That's he a fell. shift. It is a shift. He lost to Daniel Altmaier, this uh, German player. Five hours and 26 minutes and he lost. He lost. Dang. It was brutal. It was tough. He was one of those guys, I think he was an eight seed and he was one of those guys people thought were going to make some noise. Uh, in this tournament he went down today Altmaier had an answer for everything a little bit of serve and volley big backhand that one hand backhand just looks so nice and uh that was I thought gonna you know it was probably the match of the day yes but then the kind of moment of the day was this Taylor Fritz match Taylor Fritz is is he's become a villain okay. today he has become a villain okay I love him but in Paris right now, there's probably wanted posters up for what happened on court today. Okay. So the French haven't fared well. He's playing uh, Arthur Rindernek, which was the last remaining Frenchman in the tournament. I think 18 French are all out now. And it was more like France versus Argentina World Cup final than an actual tennis match. It was bumping in there? It was bumping. Like, just there's all these little things that are unofficial kind of etiquette that you have to follow as a fan and they were just breaking all the rules one of the big things was taylor was trying to serve the match out he lost the first set he got to uh one of the next two sets trying to close it out in four he got there and you're supposed to be pin drop quiet when you're serving the ball right and what will happen often is this kind of moment where fans will like shouting out you know whatever it is they're shouting out cheering on their guy and then there'll be a shush the other people like shh like being in a fucking library so they say like and everybody's supposed to stop it dissipates yes so the shushes turned into more shushes and just ad infinitum it was like a fucking tiktok loop so just like for i'm not joking 15 20 seconds that's fun taylor couldn't serve as a result i mean i know how hard it is like when i'm playing over here at my local spot and there's guys playing ball hockey screaming when they score a goal or people playing pickleball pickleball next to me so trying to to have this grand moment where, yeah. I don't know, 10,000 people are against you. It's a big deal. Anyway. we got to get into your distaste for pickleball in a later episode. Oh, yeah. Just block out a fucking hour. Let's go. Okay. Go on. So, Taylor, he serves it out and immediately does the uh, finger Ooh, nice. to the lips. It shushes the crowd. Shushes the crowd yeah. ostentatiously. Nice. Booed. Right away. Oh, good. Oh, good. Booed. Like I'm oh, just that's like fun. That's good. Clean fun. Man. That's good. Clean fun. To the point where it delayed his on court presser afterwards. And then when they asked, they asked him, you know, 
hey, how did you get through that? He's like, well, the crowd was really, <laughs> the crowd was really great tonight, so I had to win it for them. And then he just mic drop walks off. So I'm really curious to see how that affects him. You could, he was visibly bothered by it. And he's a, he's a contender in this tournament. So he walked off, and I'm really interested to see the uh, the presser after that. But yeah, uh, the big one tomorrow, like when when everybody hears this, will probably already be the result will be in. But my guy, Carlos Alcaraz, is playing Denis Shapovalov. Ooh, only left Canadian. Mm. Third round. It's When's a that? Big match. It's the the premier match of the day. Probably our local time here in BC. It's going to be coming on around lunch, eleven fifteen, twelve Friday? o'clock. Oh yeah, fun. Yeah, maybe you can. I'll try and catch a little of that. Nip out and yeah, and catch a little bit of that. There's a few other like just quick little lines I want to talk about, like storylines here. So there's been this this geopolitical tinged vibe for the past year, just basically due to the uh, the Russian Ukraine war, mm-hmm. and as a result, the Belarusian players and Russian players have kind of been villainized, even though they may not have that same alliance with their governments. And one of my actually favorite players, Arena Sabalenka, she's got a beef with uh, one of the Kostyuk girls that is Ukrainian, Ukrainian, and Sabalenka is Belarusian. So after the match, Sabalenka won. Kostyuk was really salty, didn't shake her hand, just walked off. So the French crowds booed Kostyuk, the Ukrainian player that didn't shake her hand. Mm. Then in the presser afterwards, she's saying, I'm never going to shake a, a Belarusian or Russian yeah. player's hand due to what's going on. She's like... My parents run a tennis academy at home in Kiev. Wait, say that again. Sorry, the, the crowd booed her for not shaking the hand. She made it pretty clear that she was she, she was not interested. Was not didn't even look at her. Interesting. At, and um, good for her. And she stood her ground. And yeah, the crowd just didn't like it. So then she said what she said, and then uh, Sabalinka as well just said, "Look, I am not for a war. Like no one wants this war. Nobody wants this war." So. My question to you, JK, as a casual fan or someone who's I'm just giving this information to, should we stop with the scapegoating the the Russian and Belarusian players for what their country is doing if they have a different view? Or do you see this point where you're like, hey, your country is bombing my country or supporting the endeavors of Putin. I can't look you in the face and shake your hand here. What are your thoughts there? I think I'd probably side with the latter. I think, I mean, these individuals may not support some of these movements, but but I think the eyes of the, the sporting world are on these tournaments, especially in Europe. And I think you're kind of taking a stand for what you believe in. So, yeah, I think I probably side with the latter. I think good for her for not going across to, to shake the hand. And and fair enough, the Sabalenka's verbalized that she's not a proponent of this, but... I mean, this sort of gesture is the type of thing that brings eyeballs to the issue, and and this is when sports and politics kind of collide, and I I feel comfortable with that. Yeah, I think it's a lose lose for Sabalenka, the the Belarusian player, because she's not for it, but at the same time, I she's understand a, that she's she's not going to get yeah. a cordial. But that's the flag. But that's the, the flag net. beside her name. Yep. But that's a flag beside her name. Yeah. So it's a really interesting thing yeah. there. Do you, in general, you you like or maybe not like, but you're for people using their platform to talk about these geopolitical issues if they're affecting them and affecting their their loved ones and people at home. Yeah, I think yes, yes. Yeah, I am. I am too. I know. Yeah. I was listening to our local uh, radio out of Washington, yeah. and 
there was kind of a snide comment saying that they don't like the the mixing. One of the guys was saying he doesn't like politics creeping into the sport. Yeah, kind of shut up and dribble vibes. And yeah, yeah. I, I I don't agree. There, I think there's a way if you have these types of platform to make your you know if you're in this category of athlete and renowned athlete with these again with these types of platforms, I feel there's a way to 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 express your opinion yeah you know in a concise way without you know totally pooping on a whole group of people but sort of standing firm in in maybe what you and your family and what you your kind of core values and i'm okay with that yeah i'm totally okay with that you know in these situations sort of standing up for your core values isn't again isn't crapping on someone else's you're just these are mine i think this is these are my ingredients these are my qualities especially in these cases when these are obviously obviously you know crazy large grandiose issues that are affecting the globe i think about some of the most prominent um i'm aware of and it's a lot of linked to sports arthur ashe I think about um, Tommy Smith, and I can't remember his his fellow's name, but yes. the the Black Fist at yes. the Olympics and the track stand, all these guys. Yep. I think about using that platform for good, and I think about all of these things, and I feel like there is a place for it to bring mm. attention. Obviously, Absolutely. we're in a different world, kind of post-George Floyd, and I think that kind of changed the things. Mm-hmm. You're Jalen Brown. I know he did a lot of great things in the community sure did. after that. And I think, yeah, these, guys, these people should be speaking their minds on it because you're a whole person, and you're not exclusively just an athlete and i think these things affect you mm-hmm. they're in your psyche so why not and these athletes don't need to get too far over their skis and and get into like like into political realms but they can say hey this is what's important to me yep like we all have those important beliefs and just steadfast be steadfast in that i i feel comfortable with that i mean i might not agree with your beliefs but if that's what you believe you know in most cases well fair dinkum yeah for sure couple other quick hitters and I'll get out on tennis but on a lighter note just a few things I've noticed TSN has been great in their coverage it's really really cool I feel actually very fortunate to be in a position where I have access to TSN because they show the tennis channel so the American feed but then they also kind of mix in some of like the European feeds so you're nice. getting a variety of voices nice. cool you're getting your favorite commentators your jim carrier my guy robbie koenig the the south african i like jim Currier. Jim like him as a player too yeah, yeah. he's really really yeah, he's astute like his, yeah, he's his, good he yeah. i love it when i'm watching a sport and guys actually get into the technical things that are happening yeah. and they're knowledgeable about it and can communicate it in a really succinct direct way that is applicable to the common rec player like sure. myself sure so it's cool like hearing him all that being said and this has been a problem for years and years and years. Basically, these Grand Slams, the um, French Open, Wimbledon, all this stuff, they have all of the rights for like YouTube and all this stuff. So they basically can disseminate what they want as far as like the clips and highlights. A general tournament, I can turn to like tennis TV or something or whatever. I can find highlights at length and what I want to watch. But the French Open... They just give you a little taste. Yeah. They give you a little taste. Yeah. So they give you three minutes, four minutes. So if I miss a match because I'm toiling away at my computer. Sure you are. And I want to watch and see what Tiafo did today because I saw he won, but I didn't see any of the match. I get a couple of shots here and there. So shame on you, French Open, for being so um, 
sparse with what you're letting us uh, get a feel for. So I, that's a that's a grievance of mine. But um, all in all, the coverage of TSN has been great. Also, just generally, I was talking about the atmosphere and talking about the kind of almost like football World Cup like yep. vibes. Yep. There are a couple of things I just briefly want to point out. We are tennis.com. They're known around the world for this, but they bring a band to a lot of the French tournaments. Okay. Literally, there's a band playing like instrumentals of like hip hop songs like a pep band would do at like a college yes. basketball game yes. in between like points and games. Really? And it's sweet. I don't I need to see this. It adds I don't know so this. much That's flavor. Cool. I like that. To it. And yeah. then there's also just like the chanting, like the the clapping, yeah. like yeah. the very soccer thing like that. Um but then there's also just two really interesting like little exclusively things I've noticed French. So we all you know the whole like Cristiano Ronaldo like see maybe you don't. You don't. Anyway, Cristiano Ronaldo scores a goal and the whole crowd, he does his pose, the whole crowd shows the name on the back, not the name on the front. (laughs) It's all about CR7. So he does that and like he does this C thing and the whole crowd will kind of like C. Okay. So it kind of crept into uh, ubiquity and it's been in like um, some Australian Open and stuff. Well, the French have adapted to kind of like way, like a way, like yes kind of a thing and it's weird but it's like kind of cool so you're like watching a match and like maybe there's like a good shot or something and then like people are applauding and you just hear all of these kind of male voices like where i like that and it's kind of an interesting thing and then the other thing and you often hear kids leading this but there's this kind of like rallying cry that like often they get behind the french players You'll hear someone in the of crowd. Of which there now are none. There are now none. But they'll On the still, men's side. Yeah, they'll still continue to do it. But um, there's like this thing where they literally do like <laughs> like a mouth trumpet. Okay. They're kind of like... And then it's call and response. So they do that. And I'm not going to do it again on mic. Yeah. And then the rest of the crowd goes, Allez! Nice. That's fun. So... Like a little sort of bullfighting vibes or something. Exactly. Nice. So there's some like little cool like little French touches oh, to like, like the crowd noise that's been really that's fun really fun adds to the atmosphere yeah really quick when I hit a little fit check to Nike the kits look like shit oh unless right. you're <laughs> Francis Tiafo IDK rapper from the DMV designed his kit it's all black he's got these Naomi, Naomi uh, Osaka kicks on killer killer look Asics is knocking out of the park with the the pink hot pink and black kicks and the black kit mm. so just a couple of things catch my attention adidas is just doing whatever not really hitting it one question i have for you and we'll get out on tennis jk it's been about a year ish that they've allowed on court coaching tennis was for the longest time one of the only sports i can think of at professional level where you didn't have the ability to connect with your coach coach was always sitting in the point. box clapping occasionally shouting instruction but yeah. obviously nothing too serious at during the match and there's yes and there's always been a couple of guys that circumnavigate it there's people with hand signals sitsy pass aka sissy, sissy pants. pants he's known for like taking a, a toilet break a bathroom break and then going and texting his dad like what do i do now and those kinds of things his dad's his coach by the way yeah. so wipe your butt and get back up <laughs> Cut your hair. Yeah. But yeah, so 
Um, now we've gotten to a point where it's it's open season, and they can constantly have constantly have conversation to the point where they've actually placed mics in the corners where the box are mm-hmm. boxes are so you can see like my guy like Alcaraz just going up and if you're fluent in Espanol you can just hear him which I am <laughs> getting some tips from his his, his box from his team which interesting. is interesting some players really hate it and do the umpires like like usher them back in or give them like a warning like 10 seconds is there a time frame on this there's or? a shot clock let's like a uh, baseball which we'll talk about i think later this summer but yeah. you basically have 25 seconds between points and basically the receiver the person not serving has to be in a position of readiness yes and then the server has to go within that shot clock so you can go towel off tie your shoe meditate whatever you need to do have a conversation with your coach about where this next shot should go yes but you just got to do it in that small window hmm. so that's why you often see those boxes that are the people uh the coaches the the wives yeah. the the wags they're sitting close yeah the team their team the team exactly yeah. so my question to you you know we grew up with basketball and there's other sports where you're just constantly just there's constant communication and chatter tennis is more of a solitary sport how do you feel about this introduction of the on court, like, do you feel like it's long overdue? Do you like the purity of the past where it's just like, you know what? You're out there, you're alone, you're on an island, you got to figure this shit out yourself. I don't, yeah, that's what you just described the sort of new settings and the coach interaction seems a little bit overdone to me as a, as a mild tennis fan. That, that seems like, that seems like a little bit too much to me. Can't the coaching be done before and after when we're on the, on the playing surface, be it clay or grass or, Anything else? Isn't that aren't you just rolling with the punches and trying to survive the match? What kind of what kind of in game coaching yeah. can be done at those points? There's there, again, I'm I'm a novice in tennis, but there isn't the strategery to use a George W word. <laughs> there isn't the strategery in tennis because you're on an island, that man or woman is on an island. Yeah. There isn't the strategery of of other sports, really, is there? I mean, I know there's mm-hmm. reminders, there's there's other um, sort of technical points that can be brought up in terms of one's play, but sure. Do we need do we need that kind of input? Some players, probably, you tell me, you're the tennis player. Yeah, some players probably feel that they do need that. They all go in with a game plan. They've probably watched tape or they know they've played against this opponent before, yeah. so they think, yeah. you know what, on the do side. At this score, this guy likes to slice on his serve. Or you know what? If I attack his backhand with a high topspin shot, right. he's going to struggle on the clay because sure. it's going to bounce high. But you don't need to hear that more than once or twice. If you talk about that before in the locker room, do you need to hear it in the end of the second? I'll argue that some players probably do. Because hmm. sometimes you get out there and you get lost. Like It happens to me at times. I was playing uh, last night. I was up with my our buddy uh, Dan Three Love, mm-hmm. pl- playing flawless tennis. I lost five straight games, mm. and I didn't have an answer as to why I was doing. It. He made some adjustments, but at the same time, I didn't adjust quick enough. And then there were some things that I tried. to... <laughs> you were looking at your team. <laughs> I was looking at the corner. Yeah, exactly. Nobody there. Nobody there. Yeah. Just people passing by, going to take a take a piss at the uh, yeah the bathroom. Just those there. road hockey players <laughs> in the in the Buffalo Sabers jersey. Exactly. But all that being said, it's it's really interesting. I think that um, I would to answer your question. It's intriguing. I am a bit of a purist, and I feel like 
that's the challenge about tennis. You have to sit there and you have to figure it out. And like you said, you get the strategy before. You're like, hey, you do this when that person does this or this is how we're going to attack it. And you have a game plan. And I feel like you have to make those adjustments on the fly. I'm I'm probably okay with it. But if it slows down gameplay, if it's yeah. slow, we just talked about Sinner's match going five hours and 26 minutes. Wild. If it's infringing on the time, just like in baseball, that's why I like the pitch clock in baseball because obviously it's added a tempo and has shrunk games by about you know 30 minutes on average. Yeah. If this is elongating tennis matches for you know a reason a reason that yeah is a little bit unnecessary then yeah i don't i don't think these matches need to go any longer i sure. like i yeah. don't think that needs to happen so if if that's making these last a little bit longer then i'm i'm probably against it and i think like i said before i think it's an individual sport yeah i'm with Correct. you you know victory belongs to the most tenacious <laughs> it does <laughs> It's your line, but I stand by it. I agree. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Sports Class of Justin Jamal. That's episode 15, y'all. We got lots coming up this summer. Really excited about the NBA playoffs and, and other things that are unfolding. Going to talk a little bit more tennis on the way as well. I'm we sure some lo- we got some local sports coming up, both local to here in Victoria as well as your home state some other areas too that's yeah. local but you get my drift no and i can't wait to hear about your adventures this weekend and go into that uh, basketball game tomorrow yeah it should be interesting yeah might buy a japanese jersey <laughs> can i wear that at 40 <laughs> i don't know you make the rules <laughs> exactly. thanks for joining us what do we always say to the people survive and advance peace <laughs>